Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Play, uh, play a little game. Is, is that okay? I like fun and games. If you think you would be okay in Noot for Noot of Larika Rai of It's Is Die, who would that be? Just nominate. Nominate me six people. Come on. Come on. Danielle, you're motivious. Danielle, that's not here. Nicolene, come help. Peter, come on. I need, I need two teams of three. I need an experiment. I'll say, okay, he come upon. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Yo, bekommerd waar die nommers wat hier gaan uitkom. Okay, um, let's call this Danelle's team. Danelle, just choose two for you, please. And then the other two, this one. I need one more senior here. Come on. Yes, okay, great. Come on, let's go. Who's going to help me? Mills. Krijg je weg. Kom. Kom, Estelle. Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay. don't worry, I'm not going to play a song and God help us all, I won't sing it, okay? So what we're going to do is a little bit of an experiment. Can we, can we, who else wants to be here? I've got a place for two more, one year, one year. Carl Bolles. Nicolene, will you come help? Only the team leader will answer to the crowd, don't worry. I need one more year, come on. You can afford tunes, okay, come. Call you Okay. Okay. Do can we get a piece of paper here? And a piece of paper here. Alright. You have one minute. Okay. Oh, I hope my illustration works. Otherwise at least it was entertaining, amen? Choosing people. You've got one minute to get as much songs as you can get that goes about love. You just have to write the title. Just, 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 just draw a line in the middle of the paper. Okay. See how many songs you can get about love. On the other side of the line, see how many songs you can get about friendship. The same for you guys. On the one side of the line, how many songs can you guys name that goes about love? And on the other side of the line, how many songs can you get that the main theme of the song is friendship. Alright? Okay, who's gonna, who's got a stopwatch? Three, two, one, let's go. Okay, we, we're gonna take, we'll see who wins, see where you put your chips here. It's only one minute, only one minute. Thirty seconds left. (laughs) 
Let's, let's give them an extra 30 seconds. Let's give them an extra 30 seconds. You don't need a balanced list. You can just go. Whichever was song. Okay, okay. So we're going to trust them that that's actual songs on there. Okay. Okay. How many songs, how many songs on love? Can, can you, can you ask people to just tell you, um, love, get the number, friendship, get the number. Okay. How many songs on love? Nine songs on love. How many songs on friendship? Fear. Oh. How many songs on love? <laughs> How many songs on friendship? Two. Sure. Okay. <laughs> can I can I just ask? Can I can I just ask? This sing yes a legend. <laughs> Okay, four and two. You didn't have to write all the lyrics of a song, just the title. Okay, no, but, but, okay, you, you guys can sit down. That's that's my exercise. Yeah, give him a clap. I, I think we I think we must have a game light night like this sometime. We'll have it on the camp. The point is, if you quickly think about songs, you'll probably get much faster. To songs on love, then songs on friendship, right? I mean, I mean, you can get lean on me. Oh, that 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 common makeup, and yeah, it's a legend. But then love, I mean, it is. If you take everything on heartbreak, and it's a, this, this South African culture help us with friendship, because if you put bry and chops and wars in into the friendship, then at least we can get the numbers up. But mostly, friendship does not sell as well as romantic love. Amen? Which is a pity. We're going to get back to that a bit later. Um, We're talking about love for a few weeks. Last week, we talked about sex. Yes, we had the sex talk. Everyone survived. Niemand was dood. It was biased. She knew was last week. But I think it went well. And tonight we're talking about friendship. I'm very excited about tonight. I, I really hope that something deep in our hearts moved tonight. I really... I really desire this congregation to flourish at friendships. It's, it's really my heart. I want us to do well. And I want us to be a testimony to this world when it comes to friendship and love and our relationship. Amen. Do you guys feel the same? And, and I just know tonight will really, really inspire you. And I also hope that as this sermon goes on that you would be thinking of certain friends. Maybe write their name down 
in the corner of your book, just reminding yourself, just to send them a message again, or to phone them, or to, you know, just, just, knip nie die onkruid weer uit op pad na die huis toe, die weet van hy vriende, and that's my heart. Lord, I just want to invite you tonight. Jesus, you are called God, but you're also called friend of sinners. You call us friends, Lord. As the God that is all-powerful, that holds the whole universe in His hand, that could move us with His finger, the idea almost is that we could be slaves to You, Lord. Yet You call us friend. You call us son and daughter. Tonight, teach us, Holy Spirit, what is on your heart when it comes to this topic. And help us. Help us to understand, to reveal to us, open our spiritual eyes, and help us to deepen in this area. Amen. I want to, just before I just throw a few scriptures out there, if you've got your book here, tonight you're going to leave you with five points on friendship out of the word of God that I hope will really change your life. In high school, I, I was a part of the, the flow that really tried to get my identity, you know, from the school, the friends around me in school. And, and I really chased clouds when it comes to that. You know, you, you, you just get yourself in, you know, where you want to be. And then you realize, oh man, um, you just need to work harder for the approval of certain people. And you end up on a treadmill. You end up doing things you don't really want to do. You know it's not who you are. It doesn't make you happy, but you do these weird things to have friends, you know. You, you think it's good, friends. And and I was there as well. And, and then one day I gave my heart to the Lord, and then I had a massive problem because all the people I'd lived to try to impress did the opposite that was in the Bible. And that left me with a big problem because suddenly I had no friends. And I remember... Um, going to my parents to tell them, I don't know, ask them, maybe inform them that I'm going to get baptized. And that night, they were not my friends. <laughs> okay, They were very mad at the gesture. And I went to my room. I was at the end of grade 12. And I picked up my phone and I wondered, who will I phone right now? To help me. And the person I phoned became one of my best friends. Never did I see that person as a friend before I knew God because I didn't, you know, see them as valuable. But that night, when I did not know where to move and spiritually something was pressing on me, I phoned the person that became one of my best friends. That helped me with my first step in my faith. I remember that. I remember in, in university as I was just starting out my journey with God, I had a lot of questions. And, and many times I wondered, I sat in my room and I thought, where will I go now? And I would walk to a person. At that time, I did not know we we're going to become great friends. But I end up walking into the rooms of people that would be great friends still today. 
just after I met God. And that's just something in my own life. And um, what I realized is you cannot be a believer, a disciple of our true friends. There is no way. Generally, generally, people that struggles with church, struggles with faith. Done. God did not design it so that you and I can do it alone. And friendships is extremely important. I'm going to read a few scriptures and then I'll take us into this. A friend loves at all times. And the brother is born for adversity. Some of these scriptures, I'm, I'm reading a few and then as I go through the five points, I'm going to draw some of them back into focus. Okay. Proverbs 18, 24. A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Better is open rebuke. Rebuke is to help someone right, or to bring up a difficult topic on the table or to tell someone what they're doing wrong. That's a rebuke, okay? Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. A friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. Okay, I'm back to where I started. We're starting our five truths on friendship. Now, if you look at this verse, what is this verse saying? Just, just look at that for a moment. What is Proverbs 17, 17 saying? That's a nice one to remember. Spreke 17, 17, Friendskamp. A friend loves at all times and the brother is born for adversity. Now, when scripture speaks on friendship, it is at certain times it, it, it takes friendships and it measures it against other things. Not to say those things are wrong, but just to help us understand friendship. And what Scripture is doing here is Scripture is measuring friendship against family. Not to say family is wrong. Please, family is essential. Essential. But what the writer is doing here is to show us how friendship is different than family. And what he is saying right here is your family has an instinctive obligation to be next to you when bad things happen. This is what it's saying. A brother is born for adversity. Adversity is a bad thing. Whatever is a bad thing in your life, something you go through, something that happens, maybe an event, maybe a condition you struggle with, your family, most of the time, and that's the thing with Proverbs, it's giving you values, the flow of life. It's not rules. Mostly your family would be there and most of us would agree. There's exceptions where families are totally scattered, where this is not true. But families were made to be there for one another. Who, who can say, I've got a great supportive family? Just give an indication. Don't be shy. Okay? You understand what I'm saying here. Maybe you don't see one another so much, but if something bad should happen to grandpa, you know what? Everyone would be there. You'd see them again. Agree? It's a good thing about family. But, here's the thing. You might have great relationships with your family. 
maybe not so great. The thing is, mostly they will be there for you, but they might not like you so much. <laughs> it's a, I'm saying it sarcastically and as a joke, but they might not want to go out with you for a drink. They might not want to take you to the rugby. They've got other friends they do that with. But when, for adversity, they are there. It might be the other way around, that your family, you guys, you just really are also great friends. Here's what the scripture is saying. Family are stuck with you, but a friend chooses you. That's a difference. And that's why friendship is extremely important. This does not say that friendship is better than family. It just says it is different. A friend chooses you. When you go to a funeral, it's mostly family. If you've got friends there, ah, they don't need to be there. But if they are there in any case, what does that say about them? They want to be with you at this time. And it's extra special where you are at a very vulnerable time and, and your mom is there, your dad is there, but here comes your friend. And, and, and suddenly you, you're just emotional because you did not expect them to be here. But here they are. I'm telling you, friendship is extremely, extremely special. And the first point for tonight is friendship is therefore unique. Okay? It's not better, it's just unique. It, it's different than being married. And we're going to talk about your spouse because they can be great friends as well. And it's different to family relationships. It's unique. A friend chooses you. A friend can just leave your life. It's not essential to surviving. They want to be there. Alright? Let me throw a few things at you. On this point, Proverbs 13.20, Whoever walks with a wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Okay. A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Just look at those two verses for a moment. Now, this exercise with the, with the songs in front. Um, friendship does not sell as well as love. Okay. Love, love excites something in us. Romantic love. Look, movies, every movie has got a sex scene. The world loves it. Okay. Right or wrong. That's the truth. You do not buy a gossip magazine to see who's Brad's, but the Brad Pitt's new friend. Great news, Brad Pitt and Nicolas Cage, they watched a movie together. They're great buddies. No one will buy it. Five copies around the world. Taylor Swift opens her heart about what it means to have a friend. No one wants to read that. Did you hear Taylor, Taylor has got a new boyfriend? Oh, now we're talking. Everyone's looking at Twitter, everyone's buying the stuff. And, 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 and so if you think about it, friendship gets degraded so easily. Yet, it is so important. Let me tell you a few things about friendship. 
we are conditioned to think it's nice to have. If we get busy with our lives and we speed up, first relationship that suffers friendship. It's the first one that suffers. Let me tell you something that will happen to you if you allow friendships to fail out of your life. And I'll talk from a man's perspective. So if you're married or about to get married or want to get married and you're a lady, listen up. When your husband or your husband-to-be loses his friendships, he will lose his self-esteem. You take, he takes or lets go, let, let's go of friendships out of his life. He will lose his self-esteem. And this is why. As long as there's people around him that chooses to be with him, he knows that he's valuable. You take the crowd away from around him that wants to be with him, that's not expected to be with him, and he starts to question his own validity. And it's great to be with your wife or with your parents and, and they say they love you, but there's, there's this thing where someone enters into your life and they don't need to be there, but here they are to say they believe in you. That's extremely powerful. And the same is true for women. The emotions works a bit different. But friendship is extremely powerful. Sometimes what happens is um, maybe some of the younger people will, will hear what I'm saying here. You go home, there's your mom, there's your dad, they love you, they care for you. You say, no one likes me. What do you mean no one likes you? Your mom brings your cookies and your dad is busy brying the beef. They love you. No, you don't understand. I'm not talking about them. They're my parents. That's, you know what I'm saying? Everyone hates me. How do you, what do you mean? Here's your parents. Friendship. They're not talking about those who are supposed to be there. They're talking about those that wants to be there. When it goes rough. And the same is true for us. And I just want to mention the marriage as well. You can be in the arms of your spouse and you, and you, you're not degrading them. You love it that they love you, but you can still feel, you can say, I've got no friends in this town. What do you mean if no friends is your wife? No, that's not what you mean. In us, there's something searching for friendships. For those who want to be with you and longs to spend time with you. Amen? Number one, friendships is unique. Friendship is unique. Are you with me? Great. That's just talking about friendship as a whole. Let's move more specifics. Proverbs 27 verse 9. It says, oil and perfume make the heart glad. We're going to talk now about how you discover friends. Okay? Firstly, we just said it's different. The nature of friendship. The first point can also be the nature of friendship. How is it different? Okay. Oil and perfume make the heart glad, and the sweetness of a friend comes from his earnest counsel. The sweetness of a friend comes from his earnest counsel. Now, if you look at food in the Old Testament, now, this is written way before Christ. It's talking about sweetness. Okay, 
what you have to remember, and this I got from a guy called R.W. Emerson. I'm going to show you his stuff just now because he's got some amazing things on friendship on the internet. He's an old man with a great script on friendship. What they say is, in the old times, you could not sweeten your food. All right, Food was sweet or it, it's what it is. Sweet potatoes is sweet potatoes, not potatoes. Okay? Oma had a bit later learned suiker by it. I have sweet potatoes. Confession. But back then, you could not make sweet food. You had to discover sweet food. And it's almost like the scripture is pushing us in that way. Like, as friends or people would counsel one another, something would be discovered. The sweetest would be discovered. Oh! And check what this guy says. He says, R.W. Emerson. You can Google him and you can get his script on friendship. It's his essay. It's really good. He says, Friendship does not ask, do you love me, as much as, do you see the same truth? See the difference between marital love and friendship. Friendship does not ask, do you love me, as much as, do you see the same truth? And C.S. Lewis describes it like this. It's like this what moment. What? You too? I thought I was the only one. Is this important to you too? And it's like Proverbs is saying that's that moment of sweetness. Oh, what say you? You was Aaron's and took you with iemand click. Oh, you also think that's amazing? Now here's the thing. I'm just playing with marriage and friendship to make you understand that it is different and it's the same as well. Lovers are more face to face. It's designed to be that way. It's good. Friendship is not better or worse, it's just different. So mostly, when a couple is married, you'd be face to face, affirming one another with love. That's needed. I love you. Do you really love me? Oh, I'm just glad you love me the way I am. So you face to face a lot. Whereas friendship is more side to side. Do you see what I see? Now you, you have that in marriage as well. Please, that's why scripture says, Marry someone that loves Jesus. So already there's Christ we're looking at side to side. But marriage is not only task-driven. It's not great to be like you side to side with your wife. We are running a family business. No, you're also face to face. You're intimate. All right, are you with me? So, here's the thing. The question for friendship is not, do you want to be my friend? As much as, is that also important to you? That's the key of friendship. And C.S. Lewis, he writes, is actually very offensive. He says, this is his word, he says, that's why those pathetic people, I don't, I'm just reading C.S. Lewis, okay? Listen up. That's why those pathetic people who are so desperate, C.S. Lewis is dead, okay, so he's, he's going to be okay with me quoting him, being rude. That's why those pathetic people who are so desperate for friends never make true friends. The very condition for having friends is that you desire something else before it. Friendship is different than marriage. Friendship it's discovered. You don't go to someone and say, can I be your friend? No. You are being an irritation. 
to that person. You start to move in life and discover what is important to you. And if you look around you, you'll see, I am not alone. Amen? C.S. Lewis also says, those who are going nowhere has no one to share the journey with. Alright? Purpose is important in friendship. Number two, friendship is discovered on a common journey. And that's why you make your best friends in church. Now, this does not mean every one of us has a dream of opening an NGO or every one of us has got a specific thing that someone loves. Let me tell you something about a journey. Let me tell you something about my journey. It doesn't matter what specifically I do, but here's one thing. I want to become more like Christ on my journey. Who feels like that? Okay. We've got a conversation. We've got a heart-to-heart there. There's something we agree on. I want to be more like Christ. You want to be more like Christ. Hey, how do you, how do you handle that situation? I mean, that's so difficult for me. I'm a senior at work and now I need to discipline these people, but I really want to love them like Christ. Help me. Hey, I want to grow in my times of prayer. <laughs> you know what? I can't believe you're saying that because that's what I've been thinking this whole week. You see, friendships gets discovered when what is important to one person is also important to another and shoulder to shoulder they can walk in the same direction. Does that make sense? What makes this important is that a friend's got another view than your spouse. The job of your spouse is to look into your eyes and your heart and to affirm you, to lift up your arms when you're weak. Also, a friend does that as well. But a friend's got a different view. They look. So there's stuff, there's stuff your, your spouse would see that your friend will not see because they, they look over your shoulder like this. Okay? They often see your intimacy with God the greatest. Your, your wife, because she's with you. I mean, she, she knows what your eyes are looking at. But sometimes, if we can sound like this, a friend, there's just times when a friend gives better counsel. They see a different view. They're not emotionally involved with how a certain thing is going to make you feel. That's her job, to make sure you're okay. But the friend, he's the one that helps less emotional to make great decisions. Okay, so... When these two talk, I'm back to the Amarok. Okay, say Amen. <laughs> now she's like, oh, yo, I mean, I can, I can just see the dogs in there and, and, and we're gonna, we're gonna put the tent on the roof and I'm gonna wear this sunglasses and now you guys, mm. now you talk to your friend, he's like, my brother, your budget club, glatty. As jij, nah. You wanted to say, okay. <laughs> and now this exclusively gonna get this couple in some serious financial problem. Okay? But this gives guidance. So when the friend comes in and says, listen, I, 
that, that's a great idea, but listen, you, never mind the buck, you're not going to have food. Oh, now we see, now we see, okay. Right? A friend just looks from a different perspective, and it's very important. Amen? What's also important for this guy to realize is that his friend tells him, listen, whether you drive the Amarok or the 1940-whatever, that does not make a difference to the fact that I want to be your friend. That's very important for this one to hear. Because it settles a lot of competition out of his heart. Amen? Okay, you can have a seat. Thanks, Pete. Let's go on. That was number two. Friendship is discovered on a common journey. And Stellenbosch and Sias also used, always used to say, we're yet to go on a mission together. Amen. And that's why, actually, if you think about the people that went with you on missions, pray together for a week, cry together for a week, hungry together for a week. Don't for a week. You know, and, and you're just like, oh, we're doing this together. And friendship was just made for that. Amen. A friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. We read that before. Just read it again. Taking you to the next point. Let your foot be seldom in your neighbor's house. Huh, check that out. Lest he have his full of you and hate you. Okay, but a friend loves at all times. Just not all the time in my house, please. What's uh, trying to say? Okay? <laughs> it's not saying these two scriptures are not fighting against one another. One is not saying the friend should be there all the time in your space. Because obviously, the verse also says do not be in your friend's home always. Okay? What that verse is saying, a friend loves at all times, is that a friend loves in all the different types of times you go through. He loves it when it go, it's going great with you. But he also loves it, you, when it's not going so great with you. He loves to be around you when you are feeling positive and, 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 and you're just flowing over. But you know what? He actually still loves you when, when you need encouragement and you, you don't know how to pick yourself up. All kinds of times. And he's connected to you in that way. Check this out. A man of many companions may come to ruin. Companions with an S, plural, all right? But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. That, that word sticks. It's a very interesting word in Hebrew. It's speaking about cleaving. It's, it's a similar word used for marriage. It just means that this person will not let go of you because you're going through a bad time. That's what the scripture is saying. A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Now what's the difference? What is that shift between a companion and a friend that, that cleaves or sticks? Now, it's, you must have companions. 
These are people that live around you. The people at work, you might say they're a friend, but they're actually a companion. It's a kulecha. You work together. You are in one another's lives for the mutual benefit of it. So you've got a, someone in the office, uh, they're good with math, and someone is good with design, and someone is good with people. And, and when you guys are together, you actually get a lot done. You are companions. Think about it this way. Uh, think about a group of guys, five guys, going through a dangerous wilderness with guns. And on the other side of the seven-day journey through the wilderness, very dangerous wild animals and thieves, there's their families. Now, those guys are companions, and it's a good thing if they think that we can get one another safe to our families. Are you with me? It's a good thing, right? So I would think if, if I go with these guys, I would be able to see my wife and my children again. So let's go together, guys. That's companion. The shift from companion to friend is this. When you no longer say, if Brown goes with me, at least we two that can fight. So two on two, we might win. Brown, you have guns. If they are three, we are two, we can do it. Okay. When I shift from, he can get me safe to my people, to I need to get him safe to his wife. That's the shift. You see, a companion needs you and you need them. But there is no function for companionship when that person goes through a difficult, difficult time. Because the nature of companionship is what they can add to you. But a friend that sticks closer to a brother, the singular friend that sticks closer to a brother is who? Jesus. He will lay himself down that you can get home safe. And scripture says, many companions, you may have one or you may have two friends like that in your life. Maybe three. They don't grow on trees. Are you with me? It's not wrong to have companions, please. Get your eyes fixed on a journey. Start moving. Who is shoulder to shoulder? Let it grow. There's not a value you can put on this. A companion makes you a means to the end. A friend that sticks closer to a brother makes you the end. You are the goal of the friendship. Your marriage and the fact that you must make it is the purpose that that person stays in your life. It is rare. We live in a selfish world. Forge friendships like this. It grows. Number one, it gets discovered. And then you forge it. You make it. How do you make it? You, you become that friend first. You want friends like this? Be that friend. That's where you start. Now it gives a different meaning <laughs> to Jesus that says, when they look at the love you have for one another, they must see me. Can you see that now? 
How do they see Christ? He also laid himself down for me and for you. What did he get? 39 stripes, spear in the hip, in the, in the ribs, went to hell. Made you and me the middle point of his effort. That's friendship. And it's rare. Number three, a loving friend is committed to your well-being. Or you could say with number three, it just doesn't go, it's a bit longer. It, it does not use you as a means to an end, but you become the end. It's a friend that cleaves to you, to your well-being. So let me ask this of you. I want you to think of this both ways. Who's this person in your life and who should you be this for? Talking about someone that desires you to do great. Who is the friend who pushes you into the face of Jesus? Who is the friend who motivates you or gets you in the face of Jesus? Because that is the one who's got your greatest need at heart. Who's the friend who ushers you into worship? Who's the friend who is concerned about your spiritual vitality? How are you doing with God? Are you still reading your Bible? Are you still being faithful with your finances? Um, who, who is that person that might be your friend that sticks closer to a brother? Amen? A loving friend is committed to your well-being. Let's go on. We've got two more to go. Almost done. Better is an open rebuke than hidden love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend and profuse the kisses of an enemy. Who has heard this before? Put up your hand if you've heard this before. I love that person too much to tell them that. Huh? I can't. I can't tell them that. I, I love this person too much to confront them about that habit. I love my friend too much to tell him that he's hurting his marriage. I can't do that. That's, that's just too difficult. I love him too much. Now, let's look at that scripture. It says, better is an open rebuke than hidden love. Then it goes on to explain. It says, faithful are the wounds of a friend. Okay, so that open rebuke is like a wound. Okay, scripture says it's faithful, it's helpful but profuse the kisses of an enemy. And what this scripture is saying is a true friend would not withhold a difficult truth because it would be like the kiss of who? Who was the kisser? Judas. Oh, I love you so much. Outwardly kissing, but inwardly not revealing what is best. It is hard to be a friend that cleaves because you've got a responsibility which is not nice. That's why you don't have many of those friends because it's difficult. But it says faithful are the wounds of a friend. An open rebuke is better than hidden love. 
The love that was hidden, I love that person too much to say that that's the thing that got hidden, that needed to be heard, for the person to heal, for you to be a great friend. Okay? It's not a lot of those. We're talking about love. So why is this so brutal? If we, just, I'm just hammering this point home, but follow me. If you say, now I love them too much to tell them what I or what we or what you are saying is, you love yourself too much to go through the confrontation. Okay. And we are to lay ourselves down to take our friend forward. Amen. Deep stuff. Love is deep. It is. Is that a song? Could be. <laughs> How deep is your love? <laughs> so, I mean, to talk about this is difficult because you like a lot of you thinking, oh, kind of better friend. Let me tell you what. This is deep stuff, whether you whether you like it or not. Because have you ever been betrayed by a friend? How did you feel? You, you felt heartbroken because it is deep. Friendship is a deep thing, especially if you value that person. And part of that depth is to bring the truth and to do the confrontation in love. Truth in love, they live together. Amen. Number four, a loving friend is the voice of truth in your life. Is that the job of your wife? Yes, also. She's also your friend. But you know what? At some stage, and then your friend comes, ta-da, and he says the same thing, and then your wife says, <laughs> Then you know. God is really speaking. Because this man is standing shoulder to shoulder with me. And he's saying the same thing. You are being helped. And you are being loved. By a good friend. Oh, that we have friendships like this. And then the last point. Guys, I I just want to share. I added this point yesterday. I knew I wanted to touch on this. But yesterday, it just got meaning in my life. And um, so some of you were at the rugby yesterday. And the long story short, Secunda did the impossible yesterday. So we beat Impala, which is the champions of this country. Okay. And uh, everyone went berserk, the media and everything. And so this is high. Okay. This is, this is an extreme high. Your heart is beating as you this this belachelijk. Because it's not one day. Well, for me, it, it's been five years of working at Stretch. You've been around this area longer than me. They saw the join. But it's, it's years. It's hours. It's, uh, it's, it's for the kingdom because along the road, people can turn to Christ. But it, it resembles a, a long time. And, and there's this moment. And every, everyone is, is, is crying and hugging. And the crowd is on the field. Then we're in the locker room. And we're praying. And we're celebrating. There's this noise. <laughs> Then we're off to the functional and they're feeding us top class food and it's just crazy and the media starts to make contact. And what happens is in this buzz, 
I just start to chat to one of the older gents from the other team. He's a manager. In the process, our team leaves the building. They go back to the clubhouse because we're in another function center. And, um, and I speak to this older man. And what happens is I now have to walk back to the clubhouse alone, which I was grateful for because I just wanted to really say thank, thanks to Jesus for the experience and everything. And as I was walking over the field, all the hype of an hour, two hours back just dropped. I could see the people there. There's people brying there, there, there. You hear the noise. But there was a silence in my spirit because God was showing me something. One hour or two hours after the greatest accomplishment when it comes to the rugby club, what I hear in my spirit is the noises and the shouts and the people, they're all gone. And there's one question, I'm thinking about friendships because I know I'm going to preach on it and I'm thinking about it a lot this week. And the Spirit is helping me here. And there's one question that comes to my heart. All the voices are gone. There's no one with me now. And the Holy Spirit asks me, is Jesus walking next to you right now? Right now is He here? And it's almost like God helps me through the emotions. If the answers, if the answer to that question was no, the whole day is meaningless. It is empty. Because you know what? We shouted together, we ate together, but right now on the field, I'm alone. And tonight, when I get in my bed, when I, before I close my eyes, I will be alone. No one will shout at me. No one will say, yes, 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 for he's a jolly good fellow of what we call. It's me, and he's with me, or he's not. And the calamity of not having him, if I had to answer no, I would not, I, I, I would not know how to handle that. Here's the thing. Jesus is the friend all friendships points to. He is the friend all friendships points to. Without him, every friendship will remain meaningless. Because the moment you get in your car and you drive home, you will be alone again. And you'd have to plan to get back to your friend or back to your wife because in essence you are alone. But if he is with you, when you are alone, you are not alone. And then what he does is, not only is he the end goal of all friendship, not, not only does friendships point to him, but he informs friendships. So the type of friendship you develop with him, you now carry into your other friendships. But let me tell you what, without him, I am chasing clouds and you are chasing clouds. No friendship, no marriage will help you get that sound away when you are alone. You can chase people, do it, the one relationship after the other. It will never change. Because when you walk over that field and you are alone, you are alone. He's with you. Or he's not.
And so he came down to earth to show us the way of friendship, lay down his life on a cross that you may never be alone. And that is my heart for tonight. Firstly, that each one of us will befriend Jesus anew and carry that into our friendships, into into this town, into the place where you work. Let's stand tonight. Let's stand tonight and finish off. So where you are standing, what I want you to do is to close your eyes and I want you to think think through the world of your friends. Okay? Just, just, just let your mind go for a moment. Some of them are really close. I mean, they can seriously hurt you. And some of them are companions, and that's great. We need those as well. But is there a friend that sticks closer than a brother? Maybe it's time you make contact and tell them. How are you doing with your job as a friend that's supposed to stick closer than a brother? Maybe you should pick up the phone. But the most important question, if you were me walking over the rugby field alone last night, I want to ask you, is he with you at this moment? Or do you doubt? Because that is the most important question tonight in this place. Everything else just falls away immediately. If that answer is, I don't know, or no. Okay? So I want to make an invitation tonight. And I want to invite people to renew their love with Jesus afresh. Let's start there. Let's start at the core, all right? Holy Spirit, thank you that you are here. The one that introduces us to Jesus. Oh, without you, Holy Spirit, we are blind people walking around. But then you come and you open our eyes and you introduce us to our friend, our Savior, our Lord. So that in those moments when we find ourselves alone in a car, alone on the road, maybe there's someone in very close proximity, but there's just a loneliness revealed tonight, Lord, that Jesus, He's here to deal with that loneliness, with that sound. And if that's you tonight, if you need to make a step of faith, I need you to be full of courage tonight. Because he was full of courage.
publicly died on a cross for you. And so if you want to just renew your life back to Him, or maybe even give it to Him for the first time, I want you to put your hand up very high when I count to three. One, two, three. Thank you for those hands, guys. Keep that hand up because someone is going to walk up to the aisle of where you are and get you into the middle just to pray with you. Please keep your hand up if you're so kind. There's just facilitators just moving to the sides. There's a lot of hands. Just great. If you want to, you can get to the person or just tap them and ask them to come out to the side. Thank you guys for your courage. Great. If you are a lady, there will be a lady close to you right now. If you are a guy, there will be a guy. So, if everyone can just, great. Now, what I want us to do is, I want all of us to pray a prayer of faith together. Amen? With these people. And, um, listen, if there's one thing we're not shy about in this church, then it's Jesus. So, if, if you're taking that step tonight, can we just give these guys a clap? Yes. Listen, we don't make excuses for loving Jesus. That's this out. Okay. Um, he's, he's the best thing that has happened to me in my life. It's the best thing that happened to my marriage. And I'm not shy to say that. You should not be shy to say that He's your everything. Amen. Let, let, let's pray together, all of us. Just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I stand here tonight because I've got a problem. I've got an issue. I've got sin in my life. And it removed me from you. And I'm lonely. And I try to make noise in my life. I try and be at the right places. But here's the truth. When I'm alone, I know it. I'm alone. And I need you in my life. And so I come to you to give my life to you. I confess my sin. I've got a lot of sin. And I confess it tonight. But thank you, Lord, that there is forgiveness for my sins. I do not have to carry this because you paid for it on the cross and I accept what you have done come into my heart come into my life you are not only my saviour not only my lord but also my best friend and I commit to read your word to discover you, to pray, to talk with you, to laugh with you, to sing at you. <laughs> Lord, you're welcome in this place. And thank you that you are alive and working. We're not shy of knowing you, Lord. In fact, increase our boldness. <laughs>